Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. All right, well, good afternoon, or good morning, depending on where you're calling from, from around the world. We're going to drill deeply into the content immediately. As you can see on the screen, we are showing the results of a major study we just did around the world with marketing organizations, and it was shocking for us to learn that more than 52%, uh, only 52%, actually finish an optimization project. Moreover, as we drilled down deeper, we began to look and we saw that there were two critical areas that we might drill down on in this particular clinic that can help you that have just uh, logged in for this event. These are the changes, the most impactful elements. And by the way, you can see this in the uh, landing page optimization benchmark report published through Marketing Sherpa, one of our uh, research companies. And uh, what's fascinating to me is that so much of the uh, you might say the results or the improvements originated from changes in the headline copy and the location of the call to action. Now, we have less than an hour together. You may be wondering, what can we do in this short period of time that can make a significant difference when I start back in the daily grind? And in fact, marketers everywhere are frustrated by the inability they have to get good tests up or to make the significant changes deep into their processes that they know would produce a high yield. Today is different. We want to focus on something that we think will be highly actionable, something you can take back, something you can use, something that will uh, prevent or present you with uh, pragmatic ways to get significant results. And so we're going to drill down, really thinking about the first two inches of your landing page and the last two inches of your landing page. Now, coming up next in the very next research clinic, we'll show you a series of experiments about what happens in the middle. But you know, it doesn't matter what happens in the middle. It doesn't matter if you don't get those first two inches right because no one's going to read what occurs in the middle. And a lot of marketers focus on the call to action without thinking about those first two inches. But today we want to show you how the first two inches and the last two inches come together and make such a significant difference for us. So we're going to drill right into a case study and uh, drill down again on the headline and the call to action and move into the study itself. We're at test protocol 1000, 111. And the goal is to increase qualified survey panelists. Some of you may have seen this before because we've drilled down on it in a different approach for a different reason. We need it today to learn about those first two inches. In fact, I'm going to give you a key principle, and then I'm going to show you the five most common errors in those two inches. And then we're going to look at five common errors in the last two inches. But let's look at the study now. So you can see behind me, essentially, uh, this is the blowout of the top of the control. You'll see some text, and, and uh, it's broken down into reasonable clusters. It's numbered. The blue boxes are just us anonymizing the brand. But you can also see, by looking at this this particular slide, that it's a very long page. And it's hard to get people to complete this page. In fact, we only hoped for a small, maybe even a single digit improvement, which had 
and would have an enormous impact on this organization. And uh, here's the middle of the page, and you can see uh, the bottom of the page coming up here. And, uh, and now let's look at uh, some thoughts about that. Before I go any further, you can see where we start talking about some of the errors, but use your Twitter account or your Q&A feature right now on the uh, GoToMeeting control panel to tell us some things you would do to make this uh, better. Reduce friction we have, but what are some of the ways you could make this page better? Where's the value in the headline? Thank you, Pam. Good point. Shorten uh, uh, some of the copy. Someone says, add a headline, says Karen. Karen, you're, you're absolutely right. Form labels are too complex, says Graham. Add a headline, says Jeff. I need to know the why at the beginning, Devin. That's correct. And subheads. Karen, you must have been on last week's event. Good call. Uh, let me look at some others here. Video, says Malinka. And uh, Janice says, create a different page for the form. And uh, listen, there are hundreds of responses coming in. We read every one of these. It helps us understand what you're learning as an audience, how to calibrate what we teach uh, for you next time. But at present, let's go back to this and look for just a moment. We did want to reduce the friction, but we also wanted to clarify the expression of the value proposition and somehow encapsulate that in a headline. How do we do it? Well, here is the... Optimized version. Now, please don't think of this as the final optimized version. Remember, we're doing a series of iterations. We're isolating key variables. Sometimes we do a radical cluster, sometimes not. But whatever, in the end, we're trying to improve performance and we're doing more than simply trying to achieve a lift. We're trying to achieve a learning. And in doing that, we have focused just on this headline and we learned some fascinating insights. So here's the headline. Set up your free account today and start earning money. Is that a great headline? I don't know. Scale of 1 to 10. I'd give it a 7. But we tested 10. And I'm going to show you more in just a moment. So uh, here is the series. You can see all of the headlines. There was enough traffic coming to this page that we could drill down deeply. We could test it well. And we had all of these versions. Let's uh, unpack that a little bit more. We also made a change to the friction on the page. We reduced the number of form fields from 24 to 15. So let's look again. You should see the control and the treatment. Uh, you can see that the treatment is shorter and you can see that we've added value at the top of the page because we've drilled down on the headline in particular. We have no subheader. Karen, it's better with a subheader. But that comes in later kinds of experiments. Right now, we just want to think about the impact of that. And I do want to point out something else. For reasons that I would explain if I were to break the data down, and I have in other clinics who I will not now, we know that the primary factor that influenced the outcome was the headline. It's something we can validate with science, but I can't teach it just yet. And so let me move on. And by the way, I'm joined today in the studio. I don't know if Dan introduced. Has he introduced Adam and, uh, and our other guest? John, John Cockburn. And, uh, and so, uh, John, this is John's first time with us. He's an analyst in the lab. I don't think he's ever been here. And he's sitting on the chair and his leg is shaking. I don't know if that's good or that's bad. I, I can't assume that he's nervous because he wouldn't be if he's a bit, wasn't a big giant brain. But he, he's, going to be, he's going to be helping us as we do some live optimization. By the way, we're going to do something different today. We're going to do live up at the end. But we're also going to be doing optimization as I teach. In fact, just a moment, I'm going to pull up one of the first pages. And we're going to look at it in relation to some of the principles that we want to learn together. So, keeping that in mind, let's look over here at the results. Control, 26.04%. And uh, the treatment, 28.76%.
What do you need to understand? By focusing on reducing the length of the form and by strengthening the value through a clear headline, we got 10.44% more registrations. That was a very significant improvement, perhaps more than we hoped. But there's more to be learned. And remember what the whole point of today, it's not to show you a case study and impress you with the cleverness of the MechLab scientist. Instead, we want to learn something from this case study. We want to use it to motivate a whole series of learnings that are going to help you get the first two inches of your page right. So let's, uh, let's think a little bit more deeply. As you look at these results, we're surprised to see that some of the treatments perform significantly better than others. And in, look at the actual relative difference in conversion all the way down that right column. You can see it here. And as you're thinking about that, let's, let's drill down on, the, on a few key pieces. Number one, when we just worked without, uh, with the reduced friction, you can see this point I made earlier, without the headline, we didn't see a dramatic lift. The lift came as we connected the headline in this particular piece of research. And there are some things we can learn. Look at the winning headline. Whoops, let me back up here. Get paid to take free surveys. Now, I can talk more about this in just a moment. And I don't know if we go deeper into this uh, or not. Paul, do we show them the other get headlines? In a, let me just recommend. There's another clinic. I don't know what it is. I don't know its name. I would like to know it. Headline optimization. You can find that in our archives. You can find it using the search field at marketingexperiments.com. We break this down because you're going to find that all five of the top headlines had one factor in common, and that is they emphasize what you receive. They emphasize the get factor, and they did so right at the front of the headline. And that's worth knowing, and that study is really worth taking some time with. We taught and spent almost an entire clinic breaking down this uh, particular study. But there's more I want you to learn today, and it's different than that particular piece. So let's move on and lay out the first key principle. All marketing messages should be centered around the interests of the customer. So when it comes to crafting effective headlines, you need to emphasize what the visitor gets rather than what they must do. I don't think that's especially profound, except when you see it in the context of the detailed case study. But... It leads to another key piece, and that is the first in a series of errors that I want to help you to try and recognize. Now, think about your own heads. In fact, you're in front of the Internet, and if you have multiple monitors or the ability to do this, I would say pull up two or three of your main landing pages and start assessing the first two inches with the things we're talking about right now. So here is the first, a headline, the first error, a headline that is too clever. I see this problem all of the time. Here's an example from our own library. Now, you'll notice the top is Paul Chinney. And if you were in the clinic last week, you'll discover that Paul, uh, in some sort of uh, humble version of arrogance, uh, pointed out, and he's right in front of me here, that, that his headline beat my headline in a test and it really wasn't his headline against my headline. It was two versions, two approaches. We're both trying to learn. Now, I don't want to take away from Paul's uh, significant victory. But he got a 92% improvement. And I think he was feeling guilty in getting this 92% improvement because, you know, he's a junior analyst and I'm supposed to be the senior whatever here. And, and, and uh, I think he rubbed me in it, my nose in it so long that 
He did this, he even put his picture here. He says, not this, and he shows a headline he developed, Headlines on Deadlines. Sounds like a drug. Part one, how to consistently write effective headlines without working late. Now, look at this next headline. This just tested stock images or real people. The second headline, a little less clever. Look at the tweet difference. 25 on the top and 10,030. Or I'm sorry, 1,030 on the bottom. Small rounding error. Uh, 1,030. Not this, but this, by the way, the guy he's pointing to to develop that headline, and actually it was in our blog, is Austin McCraw. And as you know, Austin... Uh, works regularly in our content as an, and is an expert in this area. Both these guys are too young to be that smart. It's a threat to me. I'm very old. All right, not this, but this. Now let's look at something else. You submitted this headline. This is something the audience submitted for today's event. We're going to look at a lot of these. And we're going to look at more as the day unfolds. And I've got more profound errors coming up. But just look at this headline. There's a lot of things wrong with it. Number one, it's hard to read. It's all, it's all caps. John, come on up, John. Okay. All right, so, so now I'm telling you this because Philip, or Philippe, it looks like, submitted this page. Philip's in our audience today, or Philippe is in the audience today. And we want to make the whole page better. We're not going to drill down on the entire page. We're going to just look at the headline because that's the part we're teaching it. We may come back to it later. But uh, you can see uh, the background. And John, this is your first time on a clinic. This is your first time in the studio. And, um, and you look lovely in burgundy. All right. Go ahead. And I like your haircut, especially. Great. All right. So talk to me. Tell me uh, tell me what you see here. OK, just to quickly provide some background on the page that we're seeing here. Um, this is a page that Mazda is using to uh, present their uh, Skyactive technology, which is basically enhancing the uh, engine performance while maintaining the fuel efficiency that we expect from hybrid vehicles. So what we see in the headline to communicate this uh, revolution in technology, we see the automotive world needed a revolution. It begins now. Um, clearly, there's no explicit communication of the benefits that this revolution in technology delivers to the user. This kind of ambiguity just leaves the user questioning, why should I continue searching through this page? Why should I explore now? Why should I spend time to uh, conduct that research? So clearly here, a more effective headline that drives home the benefits of the improved uh, engine performance with the increase in the fuel efficiency would motivate the user through the funnel. Now, thank you, John. And, and John, John is being polite. And I, you know, a third of my audience are agencies. So agencies, I'm on your side. But can I just talk about this? Because this is a great way to learn something. We're going to move on fast. We've got a lot of content to cover today. A lot of content. Uh, and some of these things you'll never, I don't think you'll ever heard anywhere else. Uh, it's just they come out of the research. But this you think you've heard, but I'm not sure we get it. You know, I, I have children. I have three. And I often say things to them and they nod their head and they, they say they know that. And they, I believe they know that, but they don't get it. If I might be so bold as to give you an example, I said to my 17-year-old son, because of uh, a conflict in my schedule, I've got to jump on a plane, fly to Denver, and... Uh, I came in today to the office in a pair of jeans and a shirt and thought, well, if we're going to do this lecture, I need to get into my suit. And I sent him home. I said, son, be here at 3.30. He said, yes, dad, I will be here at 3.30. He didn't get here. Well, at 3.45, he was still at home. At 4 o'clock, he walked in the door. Guess what time I'm supposed to start? 4 o'clock. And that's why I found myself standing in my library in my underwear waiting for a suit. He said it. He acknowledged it, but he didn't get it. I'm hoping that you uh, will think about this in a more um, 
what John just said in a, in a more profound way, uh, not what I, that I'm going to say it more profound, John, but that we hear it in a profound way. Listen, clarity trumps persuasion. This headline is hard to read, number one. It's, uh, it's blue on black, which makes it hard to read. It's blue on some sort of, uh, you know, uh, fade, uh, some sort of a color pattern. It's all caps, which makes it difficult to read. It's all caps and italics. It's violating almost every key principle of clarity. But then when it comes down to reading it, the automotive world needed a revolution. It begins now. What does that mean? Is that government aid? Is that what we just went through the last three years? Is that a change in financing? Is that the abolishment of unions? No. <laughs> no offense to those of you in the union. My point is, I have no idea what this is about. And it should be that simple. You've got something really profound to say there. And it needs to be said. At least enough to get me to engage with the rest of the copy. Please remember, clarity trumps persuasion. And I want to suggest to you that when you're writing a headline, it should be in the same style and tone that you would use if you had something important to say to a person you were meeting or a friend. Avoid agency speak. And I'm putting that in quotes. This is agency speak. And it gets in the way of the meaning. Let's... Let's think about that and continue as we look at the next error. A headline that sounds like a title. I see these all over the Internet. In fact, for those of you on the agency side who heard me talk about the weakness of that headline, you might enjoy the next point because it's sort of the other side of the equation. This is when we fail to communicate in a sentence and say something of, of import that drives someone deeper into the copy room or the goal of the headline is to get people into the conversation. The goal of the headline might present value, as you saw earlier, but that's not the goal. It's just to present the value so we can get them into the conversation so we can really interact with them. And uh, with that in mind, we have to be careful for a headline like the one you see here compared to what you might see here. Not this, what you're looking at on the left side, but this. There's a significant difference. And by the way, there's a significant difference in performance. An 816% difference in performance. Now, let's look at another submission. And Adam Laff's going to come up and join me. Here's a page that was submitted. I want to look at the, uh, the headline. And Adam, go ahead and talk. Uh, you've got, many of you guys have heard Adam on the phone. He's a star in the lab. And, uh, and uh, uh, we have assigned him to John. John is tutoring him, mentoring him, <laughs> trying, to, trying to maximize his full potential. Tell us what you do, Adam. Well, I'd probably make three recommendations right off the bat here. Uh, qualified virtual assistant service. Number one, it's not action-oriented. It doesn't tell me what I can do on this page, what I can do with you as a company. You know, tell me, you know, you know, sign up to get a virtual assistant service. Um, you know, get virtual assistant service. You know, you know, uh, you know, you know improve your X with the virtual X, assistant service. Something that's action-oriented that you know gets me to the paragraph to read the actual values uh, that you're trying to communicate to the visitor. The second thing is page location. As we can see, the, uh, the headline is about three to 400 pixels below the top of the page. And so you're relying on the visitor to hunt and search for this headline instead of just giving it to them right away as, as, they, as they enter the page. I mean, this is the first impression that you make to a visitor um, or that you want to make to a visitor. And you don't want to leave that first impression to an ambiguous, vague photo that might or might not mean virtual assistant. And the third recommendation that I would, I would make would be to, um, you know, provide a value, some kind of value uh, of the service or of the benefit uh, that you are trying to offer to the user. So what do you mean qualified? 
you know, what can a virtual assistant do for me? Yes. So I would recommend a headline such as, um, you know, you know, get virtual assistants with over five years administrative uh, experience or uh, save 45% uh, or uh, get 45 more percent efficiency with a virtual assistant service. That kind of headline. Very good. Thank you, Adam. Now, let me just uh, talk for you just a moment. I want to help the, Mallory. Mallory, you submitted this page. And I, I, I don't want to be offensive. Sometimes we try to be quite direct. Remember... Um, uh, uh, what we really want to do is help you. But can I just tell you the entire page is missing it. We're not optimizing the whole page. But if I look at this page, audience, do you even know what they're talking about? It's got boost defined. I don't know what boost defined is. It's like two words joined to make one word. So it's a word that has no meaning with me to start with. Above it is whatever navigation there might be, which is in the wrong location. Above it is a mistake. And it says a home about feedback and contact, but it's in gray on white, which means it's not even seen. Then there's a giant image. And I literally have to stare at the image to understand what it's of. It's an odd image. It never shows a complete angle on anything. And so you have to work through the image, which is too much work. Underneath it is a headline that doesn't actually serve as a headline. It serves as a title. And underneath it is gray text on white with no eye path, no bold font, and no reason whatsoever for me to engage. And if you turn to the right of it is a form that simply says your email address. Subject and message with no, uh, no incentive whatsoever for me to actually give you this information. And so I want to suggest to you, Mallory, in all kindness, this is not a page to optimize. This is a page to just tear up, start over and get way clearer about and way less trendy or artf artful and get down to the meaning. Give me more perceived value than what I see or sense in terms of perceived cost. This is all cost and no value. Okay? And I hope that helps you, Mallory, without making you um, uh, upset with me. But uh, marketers, stay with me. We have eight more points. We have a series of errors on the, on the two inches. And you may have just joined us and not know this, but we're talking about the first two inches of your landing page, the last two inches of your landing page. And we're going to go through a series of errors that you need to avoid in order to get the maximum yield. So let's keep going. Um, I am looking at the third error, a headline in the form of an empty question. I see this all the time. Now, we've talked about a headline that's too clever. Lots of, of cute sounding headlines uh, that actually are devoid of meaning. We've talked about a headline that really isn't a headline at all. It's just a title. It sounds like a title. It just tells me where I'm at. Now, we're talking about a headline in the form of an empty question. See these? It's as if the marketer doesn't really know what to put, so they run a little question across the top of the page and hope that'll engage you. And we all know that problems and questions can be used in a dynamic way, but the way I see them used as a headline typically just makes me want to click away. So let's drill down on that. Here is a real headline from a real experiment that we conducted, and it is why try Britannica online? And my answer is oh, exactly. Hit the little green arrow and leave. I didn't come for you to ask me that question. I came for you to answer that question. And I need you to answer for me right away. You have seven seconds to get my attention and to answer three questions. Where am I at? Which should be something I don't have to read or look for. I should sense it immediately. It's not something I hunt for in terms of getting an answer. It's something that I immediately see and sense because of the design of the page, where the logo's at, where the banner's at, I absorb it. What can I do here? This is where the headline comes in. Drive me into text. Why should I do it? And the first paragraph should start to answer the why. It's what begins the unpacking of your value proposition. 
Let's look at the uh, improved version. But this. So not this, what you see here, but this. Get unlimited access to all 32 volumes of Encyclopedia Britannica during your free trial. I remember this study. I remember the whole piece. I'd love to break it down. This is one change in a remarkable study. But look, 103% increase in conversion. Now, that wasn't just from the headline. I just tell you that because of the study. But it was, the headline was a huge part of this. And, uh, and you need to think about this next key. And that is, is there anywhere on my site where I'm using some sort of empty question for a headline? You uh, want to optimize right now. And I think I'm just going to wade through this one and keep going because we have so many ahead. We'll come back to some more, guys, in, in just a minute. This is uh, planning your spring 2012 event, question mark. Uh, that's, that's really almost a title disguised as a question mark, but it's a poor headline. At least it has a subheader. But the subheader is undone by the fact that the headline is stacked on top of what might be another headline. Already have your events worked out? Yet another question. I'm hit with questions instead of answers. And, and this was submitted by uh, uh, Devin. And Devin, uh, without getting into too much depth, because we can look at it earlier, this text on the left side of your page is doing far more to make me work than it is to work for me. I have to make meaning of the page because I'm trying to sort through a kind of empty set of questions. Those aren't intriguing questions. Those don't drive me into the content. They're just kind of uh, uh, a question mark thrown at the end of a title. And it doesn't produce the throughput energy that's necessary. I'm going to keep going to, the, to, to, uh, to another example for you because we have so much content here. Here's the fourth error, a headline without a subheadline. Look, there's a time when we have those on our site. But in most cases, you're going to get a performance increase if you ease people into that first paragraph with an interesting subheader. It won't be as large as the headline. Otherwise, it's just another headline. But it will be dominant over the rest of the text beneath it. And it will trans... Uh, you might say translate someone or, or transition them from the headline into the core text. As we look at an example of what not to do and what to do, let me just pause for a moment. You're logging in. I'm going to be showing you the next treatment before someone comes up to help us review that. I want you to give me your thinking about the best headline. But even prior to that, can I get feedback? Use your Q&A. Are we going at the right speed? Are you finding this helpful? Give me feedback right now so I can optimize my presentation live. I ask the audience this a lot, or at least once or twice when I'm teaching. But it really helps me calibrate because we want this to be as effective for you as we can possibly make it. Good. I'm looking at a lot of wonderful, encouraging comments coming in. Let me just keep looking. All right. Uh, it looks like they're all positive. Excellent. And we're going to keep right going. Here is the fourth. The fourth mistake. A headline without a subheadline. And here's an example. Not this, but this. So, look on the left. Look on the right. You see how there is a bit of a subheadline underneath the main headline. And uh, you say, well, does it make that big a difference? Yeah. Yeah, it makes an 88% difference in the conversion rate. Everything we do here is grounded in data. We ran 10,000 plus page and path tests. We've run tests across a span of more than 1 billion email. We've recorded 5 million telephone conversations. We've interviewed 500,000 key executives. Constantly trying to learn. That's what, that's what MechLabs is. 
marketing experiments, in case you aren't familiar with how they work together, is one of the research companies inside of the MechLabs family. MechLabs is the world's largest independent research institute in this field. And we're constantly trying to discover. And so when we make these, uh, these, these insights available to you, they're not coming because we have some people that sit around a table and think about from their experience what they might recommend, but rather they're, they're born in all of this data. And it's very comforting for me to be able to say to you, don't do that, and then show you the exact uh, result when we make the change. And that's what happens in each of these. As you can see, by tightening up these headlines, we see a significant uh, impact. Now, audience, this is where you come in. We're going to help the next person. This was submitted by Jerry. And uh, in a minute, I'm going to have staff come up and help me with this. Uh, and, uh, and then we're going to move on. And, uh, and, and John, you'll be up next, I think, right after Adam on this. I'm just kinda, I may skip around a little bit, guys, in how I use you based on our time. But just take a look at this. Audience, help me fix this. Help me fix this. Too busy, someone says. This landing page makes me scream, says Darko. Tell me how you really feel, Darko. Hard to read that font size, Bryden. Yes. No eye flow, says Paul. Yes. Karen says, wow. Karen, that's uh, Karen McRae. I see you on here uh, several times commenting. Is that a good wow or a bad wow? Let me know, please. Font sizes, uh, says someone else. Uh, looks like Eric. Too many bold, says Graham. Why would you vary the size and weight of the font, says someone else. Oh, Davis Baker says, awesome landing page. Davis, I assume that you're not close friends with Jerry, and that's a, that's a third-party opinion. It actually is an above-average landing page. I think it has a weak headline. But I like the clarity underneath it. I like the way the button is. Uh, I have some questions about nav on the left. The two orange buttons on the left are probably hurting you. They're evenly weighted. But there's a lot about the page that is uh, above-average. Can't read the blue-on-blue blue text. Thank you. That is a problem. Which one is the headline? Very important question, Ali. Good. Paul Travis says, I'd rather see half the wording and more flow. Good. Good. Uh, and it's non-logical. I don't know if that's a real word, uh, uh, Paolo, but, but uh, I'll go with it. And uh, too many action items, says Ty. Uh, the art at the top is overwhelming to the eye, says Jordy. My eye is all over the place, says Stephanie. Too many distractions, says Clint. All right, we're... There, this is good. I like these, these thoughts. And, and Paolo says, sorry, I'm Portuguese. I thought so with that last name, Paolo. We got your point. And I'm sure your English is better than my Portuguese. So, take a look at the page. And, uh, and I'm going to ask Adam. Come on up, Adam. Talk to us about this one. Sure. So, most of the audience already hit a lot of great points. And the uh, solution to this page is actually quite simple. Uh, I mean, the headline is just too wordy, too much going on. You're firing multiple arrows at multiple targets without even aiming. You're, you're asking the visitor to make sense out of something instead of delivering it to them in a way that makes sense. You know, that's your job, to, to make the, the, the headline make sense, not the visitor's. So it's easy to so solve this problem. I would just, you know, keep a lot of the same words, the same benefits that you have, and simply say, you know, get toll-free conference call service in over 90 countries. And then have a subline that takes some of those side benefits, those secondary benefits, and, and com communicates them to the visitor. So, you know, get conference calls in over 90 countries and then sub-headline, sub you know, 24-7 operator support with 100% guarantee. And, and that's really all you have to do. And like Dr. McLaughlin said, it's already a very good uh, landing page. just needs a better, clear headline that makes sense to the visitor without them having to 
make all kinds okay. of interpretations. Very good, very good, Adam. Let me just say something else to you, Jerry, and everybody pay attention closely. Uh, I think one of the most insightful comments from the audience was, where's the headline? Because you've got this text. It looks like maybe it's an on C at the top. That might be on conference. You can't tell what it is. Big, large, slanted. And then you have something else underneath it that you can't read on conference. The blue is lost in the blue. And then you have conference calls with confidence underneath that. And if you stop and think about it, you divide the page right in half and almost the top half are headlines. And they all look, I mean, if I were to count them, the way they're done on this page. By the way, that's, that whole centered, the way they're centered is wrong too. It looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm looking across eight or nine lines here that are supposed to form a headline. So Adam's point is dead on. The problem is that I don't even think people think your headline is your headline. I don't think they know which headline is a headline. And so uh, I want to give you a good thing, though. I, I like the blue underline on your button. You guys think that's crazy, but it's really clear that's a link. And frankly, you're actually trying to express a value proposition up there. There's really good text in that headline. But I'd make a classic headline with a subheader. And, uh, and then I'd probably have a paragraph of text before I went to no reservation free access in 19 cents. Uh, something that engages them in conversation. Any event, and I'd really look, look at the left now. But you've got some good things happening here. Thank you for submitting this, Jerry. Let me know if that helps you. And, uh, and I see some really good advice from the audience that we may make available for you as well. So, we have covered four errors. We've said beware of a headline that is too clever, a headline that sounds like a title, a headline in the form of an empty question, a headline without a subheadline. But also beware of a headline that is point metal. Now, what is point metal? We've talked about this in a couple of our copywriting clinics, but most people aren't familiar with the concept. In this headline... Help you lower is the main point. Now, buy 50% is great, but it, it only means anything if it's about lowering the payments. Here, lower your payments becomes much clearer. What's the difference? 16% in conversion is the difference. So, think about something. Where is the main thrust of your message? I like that the 50% is at the beginning or the end. In fact, I'd love to test save 50% uh, and then, you know, dash, lower your payments uh, uh, with in the name of the company. Or do that, save 50% and a subheader, lower your pay. You know, there's some other ways to do this, but we see a 16% increase with that particular change. And that is an example of getting the most important part of the sentence either at the front or the back and generally at the front. Now, here's a page. And I think John's going to help us with this in a moment. But I need the audience to help me first. It also has done some things right. You know, I, we pick on a lot of pages. And a lot of the pages that you give us um, need a lot of work. This is an above average page too. There's some significant weaknesses for you. But you've done some things right with a copy. Let's have the audience help us optimize the headline. Here we are. I'm watching to see what they say. And then I'm going to pull you up, John. So... Lawyers won't let you save 50%. Ah, yes, I understand that, Jordy. We see that problem a lot, particularly the banks. What about get 50% lower payments, John says. We're back on the other one, but you got a good point. Tell me about this one. Non-specific headline, yes. Should start, they say, with close more sales. Interesting. The headline is vague. Yes, it is. What's the value for me, says Philippe. Make your website a success, says Scott. Help succeed, says Marlon. Make your website pop, says Jana. What... You're actually writing headlines here. What is the company name, says Vanita? Good point. Help your website succeed. Andrea said she's, she's moving towards a different point. Good. 
You know what? Uh, and Andrew, you, you make a very good point. We could rewrite. The, I don't know, help your website succeed lacks a lot of credibility, but it's way better than let us. Why? Because the help is in the middle. And the last thing I want to do is let you do something. I want you to do something for me. I want to get something from you. But it's the wrong way to start out a headline. Keeping all that in mind, John, come up here and talk to us. All right. <clears throat> Once again, certainly some great points uh, brought out by the audience. But uh, like we said, uh, we're touching on the, uh, the point middle issue here. Uh, clearly, your website succeeds. This is the tangible benefit that the user is looking for. This is why they're contacting you to look for this service. Uh, so obviously, uh, an optimized headline could be increase website, your website performance. Uh, something to that effect, whatever that goal is uh, for the user. Another uh, testing idea that might uh, be valuable for, for this site, if you notice uh, the subheadline in a smaller font, uh, stand out from your competition, attract more customers, and close more sales. Uh, this kind of communication, if it was more prominent, could kind of drive home those tangible benefits to the user in dollars and cents of what they could accomplish by uh, going through with this service. Good point. Excellent. Thank you, John. All right. So there's some things. Now, just about the page in general. Look, um, you've got a subheadline. Good for you. Uh, but the problem is you've got text that's difficult to read. It's italics. It's the wrong color on that background. You have a paragraph that's very difficult to read. It's like a gray on a white. Then you have a bad color for your bullets. Visitor free, friendly web design. None of that stands out. And worst of all, I can't figure out the call to action. I don't know where it's at. If it's at the bottom, where do I click? And if it's not at the bottom, it should be. Yeah, we don't want the call to action in the flash banner. We want the call to action right there at the conclusion of the conversation when you're ready to ask. We've talked about that before. You need to sequence it properly. Hopefully you can think about that. And, and Shanna, submit us uh, you know, more and we'll look at more of this and see if there's anything we can do to help you. Now listen to me. I am... Uh, Less than 17 minutes left. And in those 17 minutes, I'm going to pack uh, the second critical point. We've talked about five errors in the first two inches. I want to talk about five, I think it's five, is it five, Paul? Five errors in the last two inches. And I've got to do it in 17 minutes. So if you're ready, I'm going to load the gun and I'm going to shoot and we're going to shoot fast. I don't like to talk fast. But I do want to make this uh, hour with you as rich as possible with insights and practical advice. So let's move on. Oh, by the way, while I'm doing that, I, ha I see a sticky. Uh, it's right up here on the monitors that I'm looking at as, as I'm teaching. And uh, I have been told, and I think it's a valid point, so I'll do it. You know, we're, we're, we're going to be in Denver in June for an optimization summit. The last, is that correct? No, no. Is it June? It's in June. See, Paul, you're wrong. You're right. I feel better. I feel stronger. You're building up my confidence. I got the date right. I thank you. I need it. June is the optimization summit. We did one last year in Atlanta. It was a, well, we had double the attendance that we projected. All we did was reveal to you our latest research on optimization. And then we had marketers. No, no vendors from the platform. We had marketers on the stage talking to you about their own experience as they try to optimize landing pages, the good and the bad, the mistakes they made, what they learned, how, and it was, uh, it was just, just a, it was better than I, than, I, than I had hoped. We're doing it again. We're doing it in Denver. And uh, we're doing it in June. 
many of you already know about it. Please come and meet us if you can in June. And the note, that, by the way, this is, uh, I don't know if you can close up this on the camera. Should I just hold it up like that? Luke, I'm looking through the camera and maybe you can, you can drill down later. This is, uh, this is Mech Lab's internal marketing capabilities right here. This is us at our best. Um, on the yellow sticky pad, it says VIP special offer uh, ends next Wednesday. You, you can save $700 on your ticket. So um, next time we might have a, a, even a flyer. We're going to try to enter the digital age. This is blue ink on a yellow sticky pad for those of you that can't see it. But they put it here for me to remind you, and uh, I have done so, gentlemen. All right? Let's keep going. Page two, the call to action. Here we go. Test protocol 1,444. Here's a case study. The goal is to increase the number of paid subscribers. Which treatment will generate the highest click-through rate? We're now looking at the last two inches of the page. Let's, uh, let's look at the home page. You'll notice that the testing area is in this right-hand corner. And that there's an ability to subscribe. And this is the control that you're looking at. And on the control, uh, you'll see that button and above it the form field and some text. Now, let's keep going because here is the treatment testing area and I want you to notice there's a difference. Upgrade to premium access and look at all the value packed in there. Get up to 120 pictures per page, browse with no ads, browse way, you know, the reason you see the white boxes, of course, we're anonymizing the company, but you should be able to see that this right-hand part, this call to action, even though it's on this right-hand side, has been modified and it's been modified by bringing a lot more value. Let's look at them side by side. On the left, on the right. Look at the difference in those two presentations. It's not that dramatic other than the color, but there's a big difference in the thought sequence. What does it produce? 45% increase in click-through. What do you need to understand? By adding that value near the call to action, the treatment was able to generate this significant increase. What else can we learn from that? Well, here we go. Key principle number one. Behind every call to action, there's a perceived cost for taking. There is no such thing as free on the Internet. You want my click. You want my email address. You want my attention. You want my acceptance. You want something. And I have to trade that for whatever you're offering. And because of that, we need to be careful that we have fully assessed what our customer perceives the cost is and we need to be careful that we have done something to make certain that what they perceive in terms of value exceeds the cost. I wish I had a whiteboard. I was writing for our book coming out. It's called The Marketer as Philosopher. There's a lot of Aristotle and Plato but lots of pragmatic this is how it applies to the marketer coming out in that book. It's not like our benchmark guides, our reports or our handbooks. This is made for the marketer who wants to spend some time thinking about who they are and what they do in their profession. When that book comes out, we'll share more with you. But I was writing it today, and one of the things that we, uh, I wrote in, in, in a diagram was, you know, why should I say yes to your offer? And the answer is because, P, think of this in your mind, capital V, and then a greater than sign, and then small p, capital C. What does that mean? Because perceived value is greater than perceived cost. In the end, all of marketing comes down to communicating that. It always does. I'm offering you something. It costs you something. If I want you to say yes, I have to show you. In fact, it's not enough that the value does exceed the cost. You have to perceive so. And all of that plays in as we think about the call to action. So let's look at these five mistakes. And we are at 11 minutes. We're going to go fast in 11 minutes. Here's the first one. A call to action without implied value. 
What does that mean? Well, let's look at an example. This is actually from one of our research experiments. I know it as soon as I see it. Let's read it. To receive your 500 free leads, asterisk, which means, hey, there's a catch. And by the way, we're going to put it in red <laughs> so that you're scared because you should be scared because there's something wrong here. That's the wrong color and that's the wrong way. Fill out and submit the form below. Once received, you'll be contacted by one of our business consultants. That is what we say as a marketer. That is not what the prospect hears. The prospect hears, fill this out and we're going to span you for the rest of your life and, uh, and, and we're going to pester you with phone calls and, uh, and by the way, you're not even going to get these leads unless you buy something from us. That's what it sounds like. And, uh, and then we have a button. Is there any value in that button? I'll give, it, I'll give it some credit. There's hardly a negative. It doesn't say, Submit! Fall on your knees before the lords of marketing and admit that we've defeated you with our superior values of persuasion and logic. And Paul, you don't even laugh anymore at that. Uh, but... But, but it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it's not a, it doesn't say register. It doesn't say uh, uh, sign over your power of attorney or, or promise us your next of kin or your, your, your firstborn child. But it doesn't offer anything either. It just says click. Now look at the new one. And look at the difference. I'm moving fast, so I went right to it. The second version produces a 200% increase. Think about that. But look at the difference. It's all about value. And the value is packed all the way around. We could talk more about that, but let's keep learning errors and let's look at somebody's page. Adam, I almost feel like I'm going to have to just zip. Guys, are you okay with that because of our time? I, don't, I, don't, I think we're going to run out. I'd rather get through all the points. So, uh, I'm sorry because Adam's better looking than me. John is smarter than me and you're stuck with me for the next seven minutes. Um, get, in fact, that's actually, uh, that's actually Adam with his shirt off right there in that picture. Um, get ripped now for $10. Now, um, you know... The, the image is doing something, I suppose, what it's supposed to do, although that's not a good version of ripped. I mean, you know, you're covering up his abs. And when I think ripped, I think abs. But that's a different issue. We could talk about how to improve the image and test the image. But here's the real issue, because this is all we're talking about. We're not talking about the ads. We're not talking about the headline. We're not talking about the layout of the page. By the way, the layout of the page is wrong. Two evenly weighted columns. The headline um, is the beginning of a good headline, but th does, we don't cash it in. The banner at the bottom is wrong, and, uh, and I'd be really concerned about all that nav at the top unless I had to have it. But, but, everything right now is about that button. Buy now. Now, ask yourself a serious question. It may come off a television ad. There may be a reason why you think they're ready to buy, but in almost every case, you're asking for too much, too soon, without explaining, without helping me understand the value. And, 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 and Trevor... There may be, again, something I don't know, but we could really help this page. You could see a dramatic increase. I'm not ready to buy now, but I might be ready to learn more. This is the equivalent of walking up to the girl in the bar, and you've heard me say it before, right after work today, and uh, presenting the ring and saying, will you marry me? She doesn't even know you. She's not ready. You're lucky if she'll even turn her body in his, in, and open up in body language and let you have a conversation. But I'll guarantee if you don't get a conversation, you're not going to get a yes. Not unless you're waiting really long for her to be there for a really long, drunk time. And he, then I don't think that counts, right? It's against the rules. Uh, Adam, there might be hope for you if that works out. But for most of us, we can't, we can't do it. Um, buy now is the wrong thing. So let's look at another error. We have seven minutes. We've got five errors. So let's go fast. A call to action that's among several others. I see this all the time. Look at this. Not this. 
There's calls to action all over that page. Every, every place you see a link, every place you see a button, what part do I listen to? What voice do I listen to? Remember, people don't buy from websites. People buy from people. This is a conversation in their mind unfolding. They need to hear a single voice. They don't need to hear a whole bunch of people shouting at the same time and asking for action. And that's what's going on here. And, uh, but this, here's the optimized version. Can that page be improved? Yes. But look, guys, look, this is an experiment. This isn't just you know, <laughs> a bit of advice. The page on the right makes 357% more than the page on the left. That's a good enough reason to consider uh, some of the things we're talking about, I hope. We're still learning, by the way. We don't have all the answers. These are insights from looking at thousands of experiments. I'm embarrassed at what we don't know. But as we learn, we're trying to share with you. Here's a page submitted. It was submitted by Denise. And Denise, we're looking at the calls to action. Look how many. Look how many. With no text, no meaning, no communication, not even a headline. And, and, and I hope, Denise, you don't see this as a negative. To me, it's a positive. If you're making any money whatsoever through this page, think of what you could be making if you plug these leaks. Mostly at MacLabs, we're just plumbers. We're coming in fixing the links. I'm trying to give you some tools today so that you can go back and plug some of your own. All right? Let's keep going. All right? Good. By the way, audience, I see your advice. You're in the habit now. Even when I don't ask for it, you start optimizing. I love it. Too blue. Nothing stands out, says Igor. Feel free on any of these treatments to keep giving me your thoughts. All right? Here's the next call to error. And I am, what's uh, five minutes? A call to action among evenly weighted CTAs. Look, Paul, I'm five minutes. I could do 12 more of these. Give me some more points ready. <clears throat> error three. A call to action that's evenly weighted. It's a big error. We see it all the time. This is an old experiment. We did it with the New York Times. We're still running with the New York Times. All kinds of experiments and tests, but this is a very old one. See the buttons? Three of them, evenly weighted. Here's the new call to action. One of those was pre-checked radio box. And so, and by the way, I don't like the text. We later improved the text and saw another increase. But just look at these two, top to bottom. And look at this. The bottom produces a 64% increase. By the way, the next test produced a 541% increase. And that's by getting that text clear. But for now, look at those evenly weighted calls to action. They are hurting your conversion rates. And I see it all over the Internet. And there's one right now submitted by Adam. And, um, no, by Simone. And Simone, there's a lot of things about the page that I like. But those two buttons on the right are evenly weighted. Which means I have to stop there's a kind of cognitive momentum when I move through a page. And what you want is an increasing velocity. You don't want a decreasing velocity. And on this page, you have to stop and make sense of which one. One should be dominant over the other. The other could be a blue text underlink underneath it. The other could be slightly smaller. But there's a lot of ways to make it not even. But at the present, it's uh, mitigating your conversion rate. So uh, there is an example of evenly weighted options. Let's keep going. Uh, and by the way, I'd like to talk about this page. It's a very interesting page. And there's some things that you could do to actually get the page producing more. But again, I have, uh, how many minutes do I have, Paul? I have four minutes. Wow. All right. I'm on to four. Here's the fourth point. A call to action above the fold. I, I like pointing this out. You've heard me say it before. I like pointing it out because it's not really about this problem with your CTA above the fold. It's about thinking in the old way. Thinking and doing something just because somebody else did it. In the newspaper days, we always wanted the call to action above the fold. The website is not a newspaper. And I have seen so many companies rush the call to action above the fold because that's what they heard they've got to do. 
that can hurt your conversion. You know, here's why. Um, if you walk into a car dealership tonight and the car guy introduces himself, says hi, points out three cars and says, if you can make a decision in the next two minutes, I can sell you one of those cars. What are you going to do? I'm just going to get in my car and leave. Find somebody that gives me time to make a decision. I'm not ready yet. I don't know enough. You force me to choose yes or no? The answer is no. I'm gone. Back to the... And I know I'm infamous. If you're new to this, you haven't heard all this before. And I'm just touching on illustrations we've used in the past because they help, they help you learn. But if you've been on the call with me before, um, you may have heard this and I'll just touch it for a moment and you have my deepest sympathy for having to hear it again. But if you go back to the bar tonight and you walk up to the girl and you, 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 you grab her by the shoulders and kiss her full on the lips. You don't even know this girl. You want to meet her. She's beautiful. She might be your next wife. So you kiss her full on the lips. You are probably in trouble. You're probably out of the bar. The problem is you've got the call to action by the fold. You forced her to choose and she's chosen. You know, that's when she calls for the bouncer. You, 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 you push too hard too fast. And marketers, we do this all the time. Look, uh, not this. You can see here. Uh, look at the top of the page. We're just at the top. We're going to work our way through it. And, uh, and, but this. Look at the difference. Let's go back. I'm sorry. I'm trying to go backwards, but I'm not very good at this. Uh, they have to have an idiot-proof clicker. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I have... You can't see this. I'm in the studio and I have lots of monitors. And Paul just showed me that I'm looking at the wrong monitor. Apparently, yours is moving, but the one I'm clicking, it's not moving. <laughs> right? They do this to confuse me. Uh, the, the, the call to action uh, is above the fold here. Way up above the fold. And look, now it's down below where it belongs. And what's the difference? A 20% increase in conversion. Now, somebody submitted this. And by the way, it might be that somebody, when they land on the page, and this came from uh, Rand. Rand, when they land on the page, maybe they're totally sold. Maybe you've sold them on television with an infomercial. They don't need anything else. Just get them to download. But if not, dude, you've got these people making a choice before they even know enough to make the choice. I'm not going to download now. Even though you've got a headline, the most downloaded translation software in the world. Let me show you what Paul does to me all during these clinics. And Luke, I want you to make sure this is on the final edit so that people have some empathy for me. Give me, what, give me that board. Oh, he just erased it. Oh, Paul sits there, okay? He's a very smug at the control panel in his, in his, in his, in his flops and, 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 and bony long toes, very long, long bony toes. And he has this little board. And he holds it up like this. Am I right? Back up. He holds it up like this with messages on it the whole time when I'm trying to teach. Some of them are rude. Some of them are insulting. This one is just, hey, you got one minute left. But you never know what Paul's going to write on the board. Again, here at Beck Labs, we're high tech. This is our... The most important monitor in the room is carried here by Paul Jenny. Paul, I will give you back your, your uh, analog monitor. Um, in the meantime, in the meantime, back to this. And uh, I think here's the point. Don't get the call to action by the fold. Put it when they're ready for it. And the final point in my last 45 seconds, a call to action that asks for too much. It's a bit like the kiss in the bar. Not only is it too soon, but it's too much. It's too soon because she's not ready to talk about marriage and she's not ready to give you a kiss. But it's also too much because you're asking for it before. She might be later, but she's not now. That's the whole point. So not this. Become a member, become a member, become a member, become a member. In case you didn't get it, become a member. But this, continue. And, and, and continue is a lot safer. You, I, I'll continue, but I'm not ready to become a member yet. I want to know some more. 81% increase. 
And look, uh, in uh, uh, Steve, uh, submitted by Steve, you didn't think we'd get to this, but mycommunityfoods.com. Welcome to Community Foods. Order now. Do you see the button? It's just too much too soon. There might be a way to ask for less and get more. Now, we can talk about the page because you... Uh, Steve, have you figured out from this that you need a headline and a subheadline and your paragraph's too long and these bold font and an iPath and that great big truck's in the wrong place on the page? There's a lot we can do to help you with this, but we're focused at this point on the order now. All of that leads to this slide. This is my last slide. And, uh, oh, I have a... I have a new, I, I, there's no way I can teach the next thing. Daniel's showing me. Because in the next event, and you can sign up for this now, and you... Sh- and, you know, I'm not selling. We don't have we we don't charge for these. But I do tell you this: we only have a thousand seats, and we often will have fifteen or two thousand people register for one of these events to try to get online. In the next one, I'm going to see. You can see on the slide behind me here the five errors under each point. What's missing? We got the top two inches, and we got the bottom two inches. What we're going to teach you in the next clinic is what to do in the middle, how to get that part right. That. Uh, it's too complex to do in this particular clinic. We're going to talk about friction, a lot of things related to the middle in, uh, in your presentation. For now, I hope that you found today helpful. If so, the only thing we ask you to do is to tell a friend. and Because uh, we want to build the world's largest community of marketers, running experiments, testing, learning together. I also want to thank John. John, you, you got your wings today. And, uh, and Adam, you've done this many times. And guys, I apologize that I didn't go through everything with you, but it was just that... Um, the speaker was so long-winded, uh, you know, we had the problem. Thank you all. I appreciate your trust, and we'll be back with more. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Mm-hmm.